0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio.
1: And hello again friends and welcome back to another exciting episode of Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X. I am your host for the day, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, joined in studio by two phenomenal organizations local here to the Forsyth area. I would also like to introduce my co-hosts for the day. Very special occasion as we have a co-host who flew all the way in from England to be a part of our show, joining us in studio in addition to Tina Huck The executive director of Family Promise Forsyth, and also Christy Ferency, the president and CEO of The Place here in Forsyth, is my trusty co host, Cameron Marmalejo, the CEO of Imagination Construction. And also, we have Camille Leach, who is a registered nurse in England. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you. you. Good to be here. Today we've got a great lineup as we are excited to share the work that the Place of Forsyth as well as Family Promise Forsyth do here in our wonderful community. Christy, if you would share a little bit about your organization with our listeners and a little bit
2: about your role within the organization. I'd be happy to. So the Place actually has been in this community for almost 48 years. It was started in 1975 by four Dominican nuns uh, who... Can you imagine how rural this community was? But it was also very poor. So they started a uh, financial assistance, food pantry, thrift store. They just wanted to meet the needs of the community. And a couple people don't even know. They started a medical clinic, which spun off and is now Georgia Highlands. Uh, they started a domestic violence shelter, which spun off and is now Family Haven. So these nuns were dedicated to this community and just meeting the needs of um, wherever they could. And we are proud to continue that mission today. So we've added on to the food pantry with many other programs and services. So my role as president CEO is simply to oversee all that, make sure we're still meeting the needs of the community and growing as the community grows. Congratulations on your tenure. Thank you.
1: Before the show, we were talking a little bit about your personal story, Christine. I'm very curious for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your passion and enthusiasm behind your role, but also uh, the unique reason that you're in the position that you're in.
2: I do not have a traditional path to this role for sure. I uh, was a Georgia Tech grad and Emory MBA was in the IT consulting world. I was married. My husband uh, got a job in Toronto, Canada. I had to leave my work with my kid and moved with my kids up to Canada and then to Mexico City, Mexico. Uh, We were living and coming, got to keep our house, but we were away for a couple years. I didn't have a work permit. I couldn't do anything. So I started volunteering. So I worked in soup kitchens in Canada. And then when I went to Mexico, uh, I really was exposed to true poverty levels there and started serving in orphanage and and, um, single women homes. And before I even came home, Back to coming, I was Googling, how can I serve in my local community? So I went through, uh, worked for a couple, volunteered for a couple nonprofits in the community until I landed at the place. And I was a volunteer back in 2016. And I just felt at home. They, it was a perfect place with the growing uh, Hispanic population in the community. Uh, for a long time, I was the sole Spanish speaker at the organization. Wow. So it was a perfect opportunity for me to keep up my Spanish speaking skills. Uh, and now I'm proud to say I'm not the only one they have to rely on for that skill. But yeah, I just moved up and love it. So you speak Spanish fluently? I say not fluently. I can get by kind of what you just said to me. I understand quite a bit and I can speak some. A little bit?
1: Yeah. I wasn't aware being that I spent the last five years in Gwinnett. That is a very, very diverse area, Mm -hmm. uh, largely populated in the Duluth area that I was in by the Korean population. Mm -hmm. So... What percentage would you say here in Forsyth County would be Hispanic, if you're a yes. Well, to guess?
2: I, I actually was having this conversation with a couple of the commissioners the other day. I'll, I'll speak for my organization. and Our statistics tell us that across our programs, Hispanics make up maybe 30% of our programs. Our holiday program's a little bit different. That can be almost 50%, uh, I find. But there's also a growing Indian population in the community um, so it's it's definitely I'm seeing more diversity in the community in need of services as well. It was historically largely generational poverty in mm. this community and that's changing.
3: And I would say we there's a nonprofit group of leaders who meet together and we had this conversation yesterday morning too that we're seeing a more diverse group of folks in need in general. And I know for us that Hispanic population of folks in need is really growing for our organization Mm -hmm. because that was not something we saw before very much and so we're seeing that a whole lot now happening there as well as well as the indian population and other the ukrainians
2: the inflow of ukrainians we work with about 200 ukrainians that have fled. wow and have you noticed that increase here because of uh, what's been going on overseas, or is that something that by and large had occurred maybe over the Well, definitely decade? the Ukrainians, but the rest, um, I, it's just following the growth of, I think, the county.
3: I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very much so. Thank you
1: very much, Christy, sure. for sharing a little bit about your world. We are going to come back to that. Before we let Tina kind of scratch the surface, I do want to thank our partners at First Citizens Bank and specifically Brad Beisbeer who made this um, episode possible. At First Citizens Bank, there are two words at the heart of everything that they do. First, it means keeping an eye on the long term for your company and for your finances. It also means that remembering banking is about people first and money second. It means that having an experienced banker like Brad and his team on hand for you to talk to when you need them is extremely beneficial. Visit firstcitizens.com to learn more. All right, Tina, share with our listeners a little bit about family promise. Thanks Mm -hmm. so much.
3: So I have to start out by saying, talk about the partnership in terms of the things that the place started. Not that the place started Family Promise, but when we first started out, the place allowed us some space to be able Uh, to be there. So Mm -hmm. there's a really a really nice synergy between between the two organizations. But Family Promise of Forsyth County started out of a need in the community, which was there were families who were experiencing homelessness, and both in in what you might think in stereotypical homelessness, but also in what People don't think about people living in hotels and motels, people who are doubled up where children don't know where they're going to sleep tonight necessarily, or they, they live in constant, constant anxiety over how long am I going to be someplace? When am I going to be someplace? You know, friends say, Hey, can we come to your house? Well, no, cause I don't necessarily know where that is or if you're allowed to be there. So there were so many folks experiencing that. And when I say so many back in the day, we're talking four or five hundred we 're now looking at in our school systems getting close to a thousand students this uh-huh. year who are identified as homeless under any of those categories. so it really is about a community issue, a community problem, and then the community coming together to create this organization called family promise and what we 're here to do is to work alongside those families and help the parents create true sustainable independence. So we have two sides to our program. We have our, what we call a rotational or residential program, where we work with amazing congregations throughout the county, and we might have some volunteers in the room here from one of them, uh, who actually play host to our families for a week at a time. Our families are greeted they have bedrooms within the churches think of sunday school rooms preschool classrooms whatever transformed into home if you will for a week at a time that they stay there they're loved on they give their food that they need the other things that they might need and that's how we are able to make it as the community coming together while the adults work with our case managers on how do we build the skills and habits that it takes to make sure this never happens again for my family? And how do I make sure that my children have a place to call home every single day and they know where that is? Then on the flip side, we have what we call community-based services. So for those folks who may have a roof over their head, um, but maybe we don't have space in the program, or maybe they're just afraid, you know, to make that next step, we can start working with them where they are to, again, start that process, work with that case manager at whatever level they feel comfortable it it is to get to that, end goal of sustainable independence. It's all about the kids, right? Um, We work with the adults because they're the ones who need to create that for the children, but we got to touch the lives of those children and have them have stability. It changes the whole course of their lives.
0: That's uh, that's a great point. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Chrissy. I, I'm one of those community partners as a resident of Forsyth County and as a member of one of our uh, one of our religious organizations that contribute Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene. I wanted to just mention that the overnights uh, are a great opportunity for people to be involved. People might be uh, reticent to to do an overnight because they might not know what they're getting into, but they can bring their own accommodations i do i know my wife lovingly prepares uh, snacks and bedding to make sure that i have all the comforts of home you do often have your own room where you can have privacy there for the families uh, although you largely don't have to you don't have to do a whole lot except for be there for them should they need something but i just wanted to highlight that the overnights are, are a wonderful opportunity to to be there for Um, the families and to contribute with family promise specifically we also do things with the place and that's something I wanted to talk about is maybe some of the differentiation between the volunteerism what that looks like for volunteers
3: and I can start and then you know one of the things that we are super excited about with our volunteerism is that anybody can volunteer and you bring up a really good point right you may think you don't have skills to to do this or that everybody can sleep, right? <laughs> like that's such an yes. easy thing. So, so with Family Promise, we really are taking people's lives and turning them around. So there really is no skill level, no talent level that isn't needed. And so that's important. But the other piece is we love, love, love for families to volunteer together. I have a nine-year-old. When I started out, just like Christy as a volunteer in our organization, my little guy came with me. That was in 2016. He was two and a half He doesn't understand life without family promise. He doesn't understand life without serving. That's just something that he knows. And I know so many of my mom friends right now struggle with, how do I find an opportunity for my kiddos to have that heart for service and to be able to do that? And just by the nature of what we do and how we do it, we are able to accommodate that and in a very safe setting and really If you can give an hour a day or an hour a year, it doesn't matter. So it fits any schedule as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: That's awesome because I will readily admit that our options for families can be limited on site. Tremendous amount you can do in the community on our behalf. We do have a garden on site that is used to grow produce to provide fresh produce for our food pantry. It's a great opportunity for children and families that's available in the summer. Um, would that but,
0: be donating um, seeds or tending oh, the garden. Oh, get out in there person? and get dirty! Oh, yeah, yeah, no dig
2: in the <laughs> digging the in the mud. So and but we'll take anything. I mean that's the that's the wonderful thing. My motto in volunteering is follow your heart because if you're working where your heart is, that's it's an automatic commitment, and your and the reward is there and. You know, in the nonprofit world, we are largely volunteer driven. Tina and I could not do what we do if no. we didn't have volunteers. We're we're a staff of just over forty and we had six hundred and ninety-three volunteers in twenty twenty two. It's the only wow. way wow. we can we can reach the seven thousand families that we work with. Um and it can be anything. It can be to me, it's about relationship. If you want to be on site with clients, we love it. Our volunteer teams that hand out food every week, they're their own family. All the Tuesday volunteers are there every Tuesday. They know the clients that come pick up food on Tuesday. They check on them. They check on their family members, but they also, that identifies other needs, right, that we might be able to help with. Um, And I just want to stress what Tina was saying. I, what I love about our organizations is that our goal is truly to move you towards being that self-sustaining family. It's our job to work ourselves out of business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we will always need to provide food to that um, fixed income senior. That's that's not going to change and we'll be there for that. But if we can use our workforce services, give you a GED education, English as a second language, wrap around other programs, financial literacy, and mentor you into not needing us. That's our goal, because we want you to uh, be able to work hard for your family and get that personal reward of not needing these extra services. That's
3: a lot of personal pride and fulfillment mm-hmm. in that. Go ahead. I was just saying one of the things as she's talking about, even just the different services. One thing that I love about the nonprofit community in general in Forsyth County, but especially here, and this was so perfect that we happen to be partnered together yeah. today. We, we work very closely on, Hey, I've got this client. I know you have these services. Can you work with them or vice versa? Mm-hmm. You know, we just recently worked together to help somebody who could have chance being evicted, and we all have kind of limits as to how far we can go, but it was a family one of the organizations really, really believed in – and you know what? We were able to partner together because of that partnership that we do and the work that we do together. And so it's amazing to be able to to have that in our county. And that's just a blessing that you don't see in a lot of places. A lot of yeah. times you have competing nonprofits and one's doing this, one's doing that, and it just isn't that. That's deal. what I was going to say. We don't county. feel like we're
2: competing at all. We no. just feel so lucky that we can. Oh, I can do it. But Tina can do that. So yes. let's call Tina and, bring yeah. her and her. create that's your own network. Absolutely. Yeah, of resources, we've got and some. Phenomenal partners in this community.
3: Yeah, it really, really is. And I, I did want to touch the other thing. We were talking about sleeping. There are other options at family promise besides <laughs> just sleeping. Just FYI, you can come, bring it, have a meal, come do activities with the kids, etc. We kind of focused on the other thing, but
2: that's ass. right yeah if you Sleepy, can play a
3: game right. yes. volunteer. yeah <laughs> yeah well exactly. and i
2: guess i didn't get to families and communities can do food drives hygiene drives um clothing drives our thrift store helps us provide all these programs and services um and one thing i i think most people don't know food stamps only covers items that you can physically eat so it doesn't no diapers. cover oh, diapers, okay. cleaning supplies, shampoos, wow. all the toilet paper. Any toilet and yeah. any of that stuff. So those are extremely popular items um, in our food pantry. So most people don't don't know that. It's a great way to yeah. help out. And they're expensive. They are.
1: I do just want to ask from a volunteer standpoint, and I wanna bring Camille into the conversation. I know Tina, you're a proud mama. Christy, do you have babies too?
2: I have older babies.
3: That's okay. That's okay.
1: Older. And I know Camille is a a very busy mama of three as well. Three boys. So from Mm -hmm. the volunteer standpoint, I know, Tina, you emphasize this a lot because I sit in meetings with you, and I'm sure, Christy, there are opportunities available as well. For someone like Camille who wanted to get out there and do things with her whole family, what are the ranging of ages of your children again? Uh, Nine, five, and three and a half. Three in the yes. garden and give an example. I know we had yeah. the cardboard city. Give an example of some opportunities that families much like Camille's could, yeah. par- could participate in collectively because I know that her time might be limited because she has to rear the children. However, as Tina always says, impeding that upon them at an early age is so very I important. I absolutely agree with that, yeah.
3: Yeah. So for us at Family Promise, it can be anything really. So everything from coming and bringing dinner and enjoying dinner with our families, which what's really cool about that one is, what do you think about fam- a family living in crisis? Sometimes you forget kind of the basics to let's sit out and have a family conversation at dinner. Well, when you and your family come and you model that, right. suddenly there's a whole different thing. And, and again, I'm not blaming our parents for not doing that. And automatically they're living in crisis. That's not Their first thing is, oh, I need to have table topics each night. You know, those kind of things. Right. But having that experience is important. Coming in, playing games, you know, after dinner, having those activities. We actually have families who do the overnights. Go back to Cameron. So when you guys have kiddos, you can have have sleepovers of everybody. And that's kind of their special thing. When they're church hosts, they come, that's their night, and they go and sleep over at the church. But there's also, we do special events. We'll do Community resource days where they we do activities for the kiddos. Lots of times families like to be a part of that. Similarly, collections and things like Christy talked about, there's things you can do on the outside as well to do some of those kind of things. But yeah, but all of those ages are great because you can imagine if I'm a mom who who sees another mom struggling, like your three nature, you just said that. And I think that's such a good example of it. And I'm here. I'm in crisis. I'm struggling, and I think I'm the only one dealing with this. And your three-year-old has a temper tantrum while while you're there, and you're probably mortified that. They're, but I'm I'm like wow, relatable. She's just yeah. like me. Yeah. I had a family one time who did not want to listen to anybody's parenting advice at all. Right. And they had a couple kids who were pretty tough. Let's just say that they had some mm-hmm. special needs, but they also were not the best behaved children ever. <laughs> and. As much as I love my youngest, he has his own little strong personality and his own whatever. And I remember sitting across the table from this family and, again, so not wanting to hear anything, and especially the dad. And the mom, after seeing me dealing with my child, was all like, oh, no, no, no let's listen to her. Her kid's bad, too. And I'm like, <laughs> well, none of our kids are bad. <laughs> They're all strong-willed, but you can see the difference. Suddenly, yeah. this person who wasn't willing to hear anybody because she saw another mom who was struggling it was no longer this like oh you don't know the clue you're just this person telling me what to do it was you get it you get me Mm -hmm. and so it's really for us i love families but we also love everybody to volunteer so and christy Um,
2: i wish i could say i would had so many options for families um it i the best thing for families for us besides the garden, are, are the drives. It's our holiday program, going out and shopping. We provide free presents, brand-new gifts to families. They get to pick them out, what your child likes. Doing something like that as a community, raising funds, and you can bring it to us. You get to see, you know, Tours. We'd love to do tours, especially for families, and show them. I'll what have I've to come th- and take a tour. Yes, you. I've not I- seen. I would the place. love to do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. See our food warehouse where all of the food gets stored. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but also, even little things like if you have a young young one. Draw pictures. We deliver groceries to homebound seniors who don't get hardly any attention. They don't see people. But to make them a homemade card yeah, or no. a picture or that a little basket, we would mm. love to do that for our so seniors. So
1: all of the refrigerator art that you have yeah. accumulated in, as so parents, much. you don't want to throw away because you <laughs> feel ultimately guilty. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. brighten someone's day with yeah. it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love Camille, that. you can send us the art. All and of we'll, it. We'll yeah. pass it on to <laughs> yeah. There's
4: so much of it. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> All the macaroni pictures. Uh, I wanted to mention the uh, thrift store, too, is great. Mm-hmm. I've been to the thrift store. Best of up, Forsyth. Yes, best of Forsyth. <laughs> uh, how many years running, I think?
2: Four in a row, I That's think. That's right. Yeah, four wow. years
0: running. So the thrift store is a great option. Something I saw on your site uh, as well, because we've talked about the very young and the very old, but also adolescents, It can uh, teens in need. Um, in different ways, I know you highlighted the prom dresses yes. uh, that uh, um, teens in need were able to uh, get prom dresses, presumably for free. Absolutely, and um, and that's so important too because we all can remember how important those social functions were, and the um, they can be quite
2: expensive. Yes, um, to, okay. to purchase I something you're going to wear mm. one time. I'll let you in on on the uh, news that we just wrapped up. Uh, we did 45 students. No. 45 students in Dawson and 30 in Forsyth County provided the gift of prom, Um, and that's the dress, the shoes. I mean, this is, I love, besides being able to help, which moves everybody, but I love seeing the community move behind and support Mm -hmm. these initiatives. We had someone come and say, I want to do flowers for all the girls that you do. I'm going to do all the makeup. I'm going to do, you know all the shirts for the guys, um, all kinds of things, seeing the community come out, but giving everybody the opportunity for those regular experiences. But we have some um, programs specifically targeted for that teen age frame that, again, if we can get them at that age and change the trajectory of their life, um, that's significant. Uh, Some of our our other programs that we don't talk a lot about is – my favorite is the all the homeless students that Tina mentioned in the school system, graduating seniors. If you imagine all of the trauma they've been through, all of the barriers they've overcome, and they're actually going to graduate from high school, we want to celebrate with them. And so we provide um, money and gift cards and celebrate those graduating homeless seniors every year. love that. Uh, but other programs like Uh, We're just wrapping up again. There's an initiative called the Orange Duffel Bag Initiative. It's a 12-week life skills program that we do in the high school. It's for children who may not believe they have a future, may not believe that they should even finish school. And it helps give them life skills and map a life plan for them. They put together a PowerPoint. Their families are all coming together on Saturday to see them. And we reward them by giving them a laptop for completing this program. Wow. Um, which
1: will be super useful to them yes, in so the next will. days of their life. Yeah.
2: And we do a summer internship for kids' first-time work experience, paid 20 hours, but it's character traits, uh, l- um, less, uh, lunch and learns. That's what I was trying to say. Different things like that. So we're doing a lot. We're in two high schools on-site. Uh, we run coffee shops. We form relationships we provide, um, we sell all the stuff that brings all the students in, the candy, the Mountain Dew, the, <laughs> the energy drinks or whatever. Um, but we also provide free produce, free granola bars, free hygiene items. And it's just a hangout place for kids, but mm-hmm. the goal is to remove the stigma from needing those extra things. And if you're hungry or you're worried about your lights at home, um, you're not learning. So right. we also support the kids directly in the schools.
1: Those are all adult, I don't want to say problems, but responsibilities that a a child should not have to even worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned the hunger thing and just driving down 85, which we've passed it a million times. There's a very moving billboard that says you, you don't actually know what the face of hunger looks like. And it makes you think how many people walking amongst us in the community are struggling with something. Um, For those of you just joining us, I am speaking with Christy, who is the president and CEO of The Place here in Forsyth, as well as Tina, who is the executive director for Family Promise. And if you guys are interested in learning more about anything that you've heard here on this segment, you can visit them online at theplaceofforsyth.org. And then for Family Promise, it's F for family promise for scythe.org again that's fp um, Ladies, I know that you guys have some events upcoming and I want to give you an opportunity to speak a little bit about what's kind of in the works Some exciting things I have in front of me here, a flyer for the Family Promise Gala. And I'm sorry, Christy, I didn't have anything in advance for maybe your gala, but my husband and I are participating in this this year and this is my first one. So I'm very excited and I want to give you guys the chance to share with our listeners how they can become involved and just about the experience as a whole for someone that might not have ever been
3: okay. So yes, we have our "There's No Place Like Home" gala coming up, and it really is a you want to be in the room where it happens kind of thing. It is it is kind of the party of the year, which is is fun and exciting. It's a dinner, auction, dance, um, silent auction as a live auction, other than our amazing dessert auction, which we started last year, which is really really cool. It is September the eighth. We have a new venue this year. It's at Phase Event Center, which is off of Exit Ten so just right here in the area, but there, but it is just, we fill the room with folks both who are volunteers as well as who are community supporters, and we come together to raise funds to really continue supporting our families. We get to hear from some of our graduates who, it's amazing what our graduates go on to do. Some of them are now homeowners, whether that's on their own or through another great partnership we both have through Habitat. Uh, We have one of our graduates actually works for us now. So it's amazing what they're able to do and the support that they have. But it's a great night. We were literally talking to one of last year's sponsors yesterday. They're like, it's just so fun. It's just a place to be. So I really encourage folks to be there. And we do have sponsorship opportunities. So if you have a business and you want to be there, you can get your name out in front of. We work with over 20 different congregations in the community. And so they're eager to hear about those businesses that are also supporting us through things so exciting
1: and that date again only because i have this flyer in front of me is going to be on the september. 8th of september Correct. if you're listening live that is in 2023 if you're listening thereafter we're having one every year so just stay tuned
3: <laughs> and can i just say we just put the tables out for sales tables and sponsorships just up for sale individual tickets if there are any left will go for sale june 1st so i highly suggest if you're thinking of doing a table or sponsorship do that now once we open to ticket sales. We may or may not have any left. We'll see. Flying (laughs) off the shelf. That's how it happens. (laughs) Again, it's where you want to be.
1: Christy, share with us um, about a successful event that you guys have hosted in the past or something that you guys are doing um, maybe in the near future to kind of drive awareness um, or or raise some capital for your organization. Well,
2: we don't do an annual gala. We're actually really building up to our 50th, which will be in two years. So so that's going to be our big gala uh, soiree that we're working towards. We don't have a regular annual um, capital or fundraising campaign outside of end of year, but the biggest things that we do to raise awareness are really centered around some of our programs. Uh, coming up this summer will be the back to school supplies. We provide the backpacks and school supplies in partnership with Brownsbridge Church and other um, organizations to provide the school supplies for the school system. Last year, that was 1,400 backpacks in Forsyth and Dawson County. Uh, Our biggest program of the year is Holiday House. It takes place in December. Last year, we set a record of serving um, over 2,200 children through that program. If you've never been to it, if you've never been a part of it, I encourage you to do so. It is so much fun. And again, the outpouring from the community that I see around that event is just so heartwarming. Um, grab a friend, grab a small group, grab it and come, sign up for volunteering. There's nothing like showing parents here for free. Take two bo- take a book per child, take a teddy bear, take a ball. Here's your room of stocking stuffers, get your wrapping paper, get your um, tape, get your extra lip gloss or whatever. <laughs> but uh, the rooms are set up for each age group and, and um, gender and you get points and we have bikes. There was a gentleman last year who said, "What do you mean you don't have bikes for everybody? That's that shouldn't happen. I'm going to buy bikes for everybody." Wow! Oh, and wow. went out and bought thousands of dollars worth of bikes oh for gosh. our program last year. That's that's what I mean. This community is so generous and supportive, and they love to gather around and support these families. And it's just it's it's wonderful to see and witness.
1: What child doesn't remember that bike? that they yeah. got you know like yeah. i definitely oh, sure. remember my mongoose that i right. got when i was like seven years old <laughs> every child is going to mm-hmm. remember that
3: and i think one thing that's important that again this is, just speaks volumes to our community both through holiday house or we do um something just for our per, for our families through a partnership with marie's Deli. so it's a similar thing but in those cases like she was talking about there's wrapping paper there's whatever those gifts still come from the parents or exactly. come from santa whoever it is it we is don't label not, it with the place yeah. we don't you know advertise it's those so that dignity of didn't. the family and and for that, like this sounds really stupid, but I remember the year that my mom forgot to put one of my gifts out from her and dad, and it was it was you know, they were all saved for Santa kind of thing. I was young enough that that mattered, and I remember being so upset that mom and dad didn't love it. You know, and she was all like, "What's wrong? You got all these great gifts. I had lots of siblings. I mean, I had lots yeah. of gifts, and, and it was it was not a big deal. But having that little something from your mom or dad really does matter so Mm -hmm. so it's really nice i know a lot of people want to go in and go to the home and drop off get whatever but letting the Mm -hmm. families have that dignity and letting the families experience that silent service is so important it's an
2: education point because it come the holidays we get calls all the time i want to give christmas to a family well we really appreciate it let me show you how you can help because that makes you feel great as a family but it really is not respectful to the family that's receiving it that self-selection of gifts is you can't put value on that
3: no you really can't and and for that parent you can imagine if you're a parent let's just say you're out of work and you know something well beyond your control and you know you can't provide something for your child to have somebody walk in and kind of get the glory for providing it not that you as a parent need glory it's not that it's the gosh it's just another you know twist in that knife in my gut Mm -hmm. that i'm already struggling right now and here's this, and now what is that going to be in my child's eyes? And we want those, we want those children to to look up to their parents like we all looked up to our parent. You know what I mean? Like, and again, not that that's what gifts do. It's not about that point of it. But it's about supporting those family traditions that mm. they want to have as well, mm-hmm. and it's not about us; it's about them. As, a as
1: we're rounding the end of our show, and again, this this special episode of Forsyth Business Radio here dedicated to these nonprofits is brought to you by First Citizens Bank. What is a way that we can help right now? What do you guys need right now? How can the community dive in? Is it a thousand toothbrushes, Christy? Is it? I know that Family Promises working through a vehicle issue. How can those who are moved to do something right now
2: after listening, participate immediately? Uh, Flour, sugar, deodorant, toothpaste, you know, all of that, our food pantry. We are serving 400 families a week. If For perspective, pre-COVID, it was about 80 families a week. Wow. And so the numbers have grown. Um, So we're giving out food faster than we bring it in. So food drives, hygiene drives are a tremendous help um, for us.
1: I'm just curious,
2: Christy. I have a a
1: bizarre um, life previous lived in the hotel acquisitions world. And I did, it was a one time thing, one off. A gal came to me in a different marketplace and they just needed 100. They need 100 shampoos, 100 dot, dot, dot. And we as a hotel donated those things. I'm sure that there are hotel partners or whatever spas or, you know, whoever gives out free shampoo, conditioner, lotion, toothbrush, and toothpaste, wherever you go, that might be willing to
2: kind of help fill that void.
1: Are those conversations you've had? seeking those strategic partnerships
2: we would love to have those um i don't know that we've done it through the hotels although we are talking with somebody this week from a different angle um we do have partnerships like there's dental offices we can call and they'll say oh yeah you, you want 100 toothbrushes we'll get you 100 toothbrushes those are those are great things to do um, okay. you know well, my wheels are turning now. Back that's to a great that's a great point. idea i was yeah. thinking
0: too with the weather improving here you know mm-hmm. people being outside if there was events specifically set up for the place christy this spring or this summer Maybe partnering with some of these 5ks or things going on to get a table out there or some of these events at the fairgrounds yeah. um just to continue to raise awareness and and be a, a point of contact for folks in the community who, who would love to hear more about the place and, and help out. i
2: will say we do have a good partner in um rosati's and homestead restaurant group we love rosati's. Um, yeah. they we were the recipient of the recent city center wine festival and he's going to make that a four times a year event i think this summer there's going to be a, a craft beer or something festival mm-hmm. like th- that so it will, will be the recipient of that and we hope to have a bigger presence there as well so that will be an event that's coming up this summer congratulations yeah mm-hmm it's a fun thing to be a part they, of. They've I, done
0: such a good job, Rosati's.
2: House, oh, so, yeah. they're yeah. amazing! They're doing so people. many events. pizza's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really I think is.
3: Sliceability should be opening any Can't day, wait. if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say for us, one thing, and I apologize, one thing that you, just you saying, what if? Like for me, it's always great. Sometimes we don't even think about things that maybe mm-hmm. we could use or could need. Get Making that phone call to us and saying, hey, my company would like to or, you know, I, my family would like to make that phone call to us and we'll let you know. One of the other things I know for us that we're looking for, we'll be doing some drives and watch our website and things for that. For some of the back to school stuff, we do a little bit differently than what these guys do. But one thing that we really, really need are if you know people who have rental property who might be willing to think about renting in a price range that our families could possibly afford, even if we had to offer a little assistance to them, we could really utilize those personal connections to folks. Um, and I think, I guess I'm speaking for both of us, yes, but I think it's fair to it's, do. We That's desperate right now. The housing crisis. It's yeah. a huge crisis for our families. And there's a lot of people who are losing where they were someplace, losing by no fault of their own those places. And so now we have lots more people. That's why those numbers are, are going up. That's why that's happening. And so, you know, we work alongside the families who are then, when they get ready to graduate, would be going into a place. So we'd still be working with them alongside. So... Just, just one of those things to keep in mind, to give, with us. Um,
1: give me a specific scenario, because I'm, uh, I'm thinking of a lot of things. Is that, let's say, we have a condo here in Sony Mountain that we only use four times a year, and we'd be willing to allow the place to use for a week stay, or, like, it, obviously it needs to accommodate a certain amount of people you'd... can't can't, I just have a basement that has a spare bed you know kind of lay out exactly what that would look like so so yes
3: Yes, (laughs) all of the above um you know we are in need of additional host sites as far as for family promise and the rotational program so that whole idea of like the condo thing would actually work for us that'd be nice more of what I'm thinking of is if you're willing to rent to a family in terms of long term you know like for a year or whatever is one of the bigger things but that can be so you own a rental property yeah but that could be a basement Maybe you mm-hmm. haven't thought about renovating that basement into an apartment, but you could, you know, maybe it's something like that. I would say a separate space because that's just what you should do, right. you know, okay. your own personal, but that maybe it is a house. Maybe it's an apartment, whatever it is. Maybe you are listening and you are a larger corporation that has a large apartment community and you're willing to say, hey, this one or two apartments will make sure families can afford to be in this in this space. You know, it may not be quite so where they need, but maybe we can step in and help with those pieces as well. That's really what we're desperately looking for right now. It's
2: one of the most fo- common phone calls we get. Where can I find affordable housing? Or my rent's just gone up $400 a month. I can't afford to stay here. Do you have a list of housing options? Can you provide housing? Yes. Um, and we don't. So we we used to keep a list just from our own research of places around here, but availability is low and the prices of everything. are just just pricing yeah. some families, a lot of families out of the market.
0: That's a really good point. Tina. I'm glad you brought that up because I know we at imagination construction work with uh, homeowners that are finishing basements, but also uh, we do work punch out work for property owners. I do. I know I do work for several folks who have a number of rental properties. And so having that, opportunity to say hey maybe we can partner in this way and um work and help in the community i mean they're they're renting their properties out anyhow Mm -hmm. maybe they don't even realize that they could be working with an entity like family promise to uh rent to those in need
3: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly, and these are vital members of our community yes. that we're talking about. Yeah, you know, a lot of people hear that word affordable houses. That's not what we're talking. I mean, yeah. we're not. Don't freak out about that number, that word. It's not that. It's these are vital members of our community. These are children in mm-hmm. our schools, y'all, that need a place to live, and mm-hmm. so that's important. That'd be great.
1: Camille, did you have something to add?
4: I I did actually. So it's nice to come home, you know, and hear all uh, all the great things that both of your. Um, establishments are doing for the entire community. I, I love that. And I commend you for it. It's nice to, to be able to hear it. One thing I did want to ask both of you, um, what f- for
2: each of you, what is the most rewarding part of this? Seeing, seeing the families succeed, that or someone who in their ultimate desperate moment has come to you and you can give them a warm, welcoming environment and sometimes it's a bag of food, and they're just in tears. They they're at wit's end, and they don't know where to go. But it's also small small victories, like you talked to briefly about. mentioned transportation. We have a car donation program, and we've been happy wow. to gift. I mean, there's no true public transportation in our community so it's hard to have a job if you don't have transportation and so we've even we've gifted some of our cars to family promise <laughs> recipients so because then they can get to work then they can pr- provide for their families now in the current market the car donations have gone down because they're so valuable of but we've had some amazing experiences where we actually had two campers donated to us this year oh, and so we were actually able to gift a home to someone, there was a a pregnant young couple um, having their first child, who had been living oh, in their car, amazing. and we were—I mean, those are our favorite days. We RV just life is trending now, so I'm yes. sure they've made it a wonderful place. It's, it's <laughs> um, so yeah. To say here, here's a home—you don't have to sleep in your car anymore. You have a place to bring your baby home to. Is and like stand up, up and amazing. exactly.
4: Oh, that's amazing.
3: And, and I would, I would kind of just piggyback on that. I would say for me, on an everyday thing it is the watching someone go from complete despair to at least having a glimmer of hope yeah right so somebody comes into my office and sometimes it's it's either you're in the headlights i don't have a clue what's going on or i'm just so nervous i can't stop shaking to okay let's hug before you walk out and let's take a deep breath because there is hope here to the watching what happens with kids and i know we're not going to see it just yet and i hope I hope we get to because we stay in touch with a lot of our folks. But, you know, we had a couple of kids in our program and they were younger teens, not younger teens, older teens, sorry. One was 18, one's about 14. And over the past summer, about six months after they graduated from our, pro, our program, their single dad passed away. And that's horrible, right? That's, that's got awful. But the first thing, one of the first things that the, the younger one said is, it was, and we were just stable for the first time. And that hit me. Like this is giving yeah. children stability. But what was really remarkable is when when mom came back into the picture, these two kids stood up for themselves and were not willing to accept less than stability. And they Amazing. they held mom to getting a job and they held mom to getting an apartment. And they held mom accountable for all these things and mom went with it because she wanted to do what was right for her kids. But they wanted that. Mm. It, it goes to kind of what you, Christy, was talking about touching those kids first. That. I, we may never know those long term pieces, but uh, that just it just fills your heart. Breaks Absolutely. the cycle. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. That's yeah. A,
1: One thing that I like to do before we say audio is to ask each of you to leave our listeners with a positive uh, word of wisdom or a, a final parting thought. It can be relative to your organization. It can be a personal mantra, whatever the case may be. And we will start with the handsome man to my right.
0: Thank you, um, My parting thought would be to just thank you guys both for coming today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I really got my will spinning thinking not only how my organization in imagination construction p- can be involved, but also how uh, small businesses like myself can be involved, whether that be uh, taking a day or or even a half day to go volunteer in the garden. Um, to do one of these supply drives, toy drives, um, and also to do things with Family Promise, such as bringing a meal. Um, something like that would be a great opportunity for my employees to give back. And we talked about the Hispanic, uh, growing Hispanic population, being a Hispanic uh, member of that population myself, uh, and having a lot of Hispanic employees and contractors that work with me, being able to give back to other Hispanic People in need, and seeing that we care about those members of our community, and we're in touch with them, we're in touch with their needs, uh, would be something that would be very valuable. So, thank you for, uh, thank you guys both for that.
1: Thank you. Well, because I'm a marketing freak, and you know, I just heard that we're going to have to have the entire crew um, wearing Imagination Construction shirts so that we can also be promoting um Imagination Constructor. Yes. While we're doing this great hey, there work, there you go. We, d- we exactly. love company groups. And- we have to yeah. see if our garden survives before we go and fiddle,
2: <laughs> fiddle with theirs. Okay, well, you know, you can shovel something. I might not. can find green thumb thumb for you. Not be some for Some weeds, thumb. picking weeds. You know.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll be there
0: learning just as much as we are helping for sure. No,
1: but he definitely he'll bring the manpower. Okay, he's, he's that. got that. That's yeah. Right. Camille. Um, so f- I want to thank the both
4: of you and your organizations because it's something um, that I I wasn't really aware of. I mean, I do live in England, but taking this back, it, it does it does remind me that um, my children need to be a part of helping people. And so I appreciate everything you've done. It's definitely hit home for me that I need to be more active in my own community as well. Um I, the wisdom that that both of you have is is tremendous, and so um, thank you for bringing me back to that and humbling. Just it's a a humbling thought that you can you can do so much. It's a great thought, great feeling to to go back home with. So thank you.
3: One other encouraging word: Three nature does eventually end, just like. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: don't know about this one <laughs> he's been doing this since he was two <laughs>
2: yeah well, well thank you um it is a true privilege to do what we do um I believe in following your heart when you give when you serve it enriches your life it enriches the lives of people around you but it enriches your community and The more that we can do, the more kindness that we can spread, the stronger community that we will have here. Absolutely. Um, And not, in recognizing that there are people in need and that just need a a hug, a step up, an encouraging word to know that there's hope. Yeah.
3: Love that. And for me, really kind of one thing that I live by and we live by with our families is there's a C.S. Lewis quote and it's, it's. Big in my office, if you ever stop by, which feel free to anytime, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. I think for all of that, that's important. You know, I live my life saying I have zero regrets, and I really don't. There's things that, gosh, it might have been better if I hadn't, whatever, but they're all life lessons, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go back. And whatever's happening today that is good in our lives, right, doesn't happen if whatever it was back there didn't happen, and especially for the people that we serve, it it. The past is the past. It doesn't matter. This is about moving forward. This is about changing the trajectory going that way. And so I think that's just an important thing for all of us, no matter where we are in life, whatever stage we're at, wherever our needs levels are or not to hold on to on a regular basis.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you all for sharing those nice um, final thoughts. Mine would be from the famous Zig Ziglar, and it's failure is an event, not a person. We as people are not failures. An instance, an occurrence, or an event is the failure and we can all overcome those. Yeah. So Again, for those of you out there listening looking to get involved, visit forsyth.org to learn more. Or you can reach out to someone on Christy's team. Is there an email address if someone wanted to reach You to can do
2: info at theplaceofforesight.org and we will get it to the right person. Perfect. And is there a landline? Do those still exist? 770 887 1098
1: Thank you. And also for Tina, fpforsyth.org And Tina, anybody on the team that could reach directly.
3: You know what? You can email me directly. That is totally good and that is tina at fpforsyth.org or our main line number is 678 678- and that'll direct you to the correct person for whatever it is you're calling about.
1: Wonderful. Thank you ladies again. We salute you and all the work that you do to make our community a better place and for those who aren't able to to say their thanks we thank you on their behalf. For my co-hosts today all the way from England we've got Camille (laughs) and then also Cameron if you're interested in learning more about Imagination Construction or how they can help kind of reimagine what you've got going on at your place you can visit them at Imagination Construction LLC.com. And if you are not already a subscriber to Forsyth Business Radio, I encourage you to hit that subscribe button. We love to hear from you. I'd like a rating. Hopefully it's a five-star rating, but I am okay with constructive criticism. So I'd like to see (laughs) how many stars you give us. You can always listen live at businessradiox.com slash Forsyth Studios. And for our guests today, and I am Amanda Pierch-Marmalejo, and this has been Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X.